coming up on this week's Diz Pod. It's roller coaster week. We're going to talk a ton about roller coasters. It's the Contemporary Resort Deep Dive, and we go inside the parks here on the Diz Pod. Welcome to episode 10. We have made it to episode 10, and I'm going to bring in my compadre, my part bro, <laughs> Lawrence, everyone. Hello, uh, everybody. It's another week. I mean, I feel like people probably think that you and I talk throughout the week. Yeah. You know, this <laughs> is when we talk. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. Much, right? Life gets in the way. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's uh, busy, busy, busy uh, weekends. Actually, I'm working. I won't even tell you how many days a week right now. Um, and then it's like, like the Beatles, eight days a week. <laughs> exactly. And uh, and then it's time for, for showtime. So I, uh, I get excited for this all week. Uh, we think about what we're to, what we're going to talk about a couple of days before and we get ready to go. I think we settle into our process uh, more and more each week. And I think we're becoming more comfortable with it. The scary thing is, is that part of the feeling comfortable is like, yeah, I'll come home from work and I'll, I'll load all the pictures then as we lead yeah. up to showtime. <laughs> uh, it, it, it would be nice to have everything done, but it just gets so busy. And the every other week thing where we're in the parks Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, it leaves me Monday. Monday's yeah. a very late work night for me. So if I don't get it done on Sunday, which is supposed to be my total relax day, it gets mm -hmm. pushed to the last minute. So, but we're here and yeah. we got it together. The only thing was we had a little, little um, I had a misunderstanding. I thought I only had so many pictures to load up for the contemporary tonight, but we revealed with a couple minutes to go that there were many more. So <laughs> we're going to share it in, um, in a different style tonight, but it won't be as pretty as the other stuff. But we're going to cover the contemporary tonight as we continue our series of covering all of the resorts in Disney. We won't rest until we get them all. That's right. And yeah, Lawrence will be covering that for us tonight. We also will be, it's Coaster Week. And Coaster kudos week. to you because you told me that. And I agreed immediately that this would be a really cool subject to tackle. Yeah. Yeah, I was excited when uh, when I saw that. I happened to notice uh, technically yesterday was National Roller Coaster Day, so I thought that would be a great subject for this week's uh, show. And I've actually already looked up what is next week, so I actually have something for that week too. Ooh, awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome! Lawrence contributing to the Diz Pod in more ways than one, and uh, got some cool things to talk about when we hit the inside the parks yeah. um, segment. So I came home today and there's been a lot going on uh, with the channel. It like the last 24 hours has been a little bit of a whirlwind for the channel and it's all good things. Oh. So we have been talking for a while about this is our temporary logo for the longest time. We wanted to do a whole branding change, certainly not change the name, but change the look of the channel. 
And so um, we're just no longer going to show Tammy on camera. That's going to be the change. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we wanted to change. So this, we revealed this logo and we decided that's not the way we want to go. So we just rode with the current logo right now, uh, which is the castle. And it's got some purple and blue in it with some silver yeah. around it. And uh, we decided that that would be our temporary logo until we finally got something that we love. So this part was unplanned, but I sent you the link. Did you have a chance to look at the new logo? I did. I did. I like the variety. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. Um, try to bring your microphone closer to you. Let's see if I can hear you louder. Is that better? Get right up on it. Don't be you shy. Did. Everybody hear me now? A little bit more. A little bit better? Oh, I yeah, know let's why. try. Let's try that. Let's try that. Um, so, and just let us know, everybody. As long as let's, let us know that we sound perfect. Corey and Lawrence always prepared. Says Anne. Hello, chat. How are you all? I hope you had a great Thursday. And now you're settling for an hour of some Thursdays Diz Pod. Always great to see you all here. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to reveal the logo. This Exciting. is. This, we're going to reward all of you for being here live. Everyone else will have to see it on the replay or they'll see it when we are live in the parks on Saturdays. So I feel like, let me see. Right now, I feel like the main logo is a particular one. Um, let me see if I can add it live here. Let me see if I can just add it live quickly here. All right. And then we'll reveal what, it, yeah, here it is. It's, it's the main one. <clears throat> and y'all ready? Drum roll. I'm ready. Can you, are, you, are you hearing me better, by the way? Yes. Okay, good. Here we go. One, two, three. Let me know what you think in chat. And there she is. It's the yell ID. So with that, we're going to roll out some, oh, all new merch. All new merch. We have all we have 57 different looks to the LID, and we'll be rolling those out throughout the year. Wow. Throughout the year. We're I'm so excited about this. I can't I can't get to work on it fast enough. This literally fell on my lap like three hours ago. <laughs> I'm like, oh wow. And I took it home to the family, and the family loves it. I gotta ask Jill. Actually, Jill hasn't. Hasn't gotten her hand, her eyes on it yet, but mm -hmm. Jacob really likes it. And so does Tammy. And it's looking like the uh, chat is really responding well. Thank you so much, everybody. I've been so antsy about this and it was worth every second of the wait. Uh, it was designed by Lucas, who is, you've seen us on him on, on stream before. It's uh, Alyssa and Neil's son. He's an amazing guy and he's very, very busy right now. And we thank him so much. I mean, it's amazing. So I couldn't wipe the smile off my face. And uh, if you're listening yeah, I, on the app, you can the YouTube music app, you can always flip over to video to see these things when we show things. Um, so definitely do that. It's a little hard to explain. Um, it's an L, it's an I, it's a D. The, the D and the I kind of come together in the center. And mm -hmm. Mickey's head makes up the dot, which would be the I. So looks like everyone is loving it um, in chat. Uh, and here's just, like I said, we're in a 57 looks. Uh, here is our little mermaid version right here. 
You've got the sun coming down, uh, looking down. We're in the ocean. We're under the sea. And there's <laughs> there's plenty of fish there with some coral and all that. Definitely no mistaking what that uh, what that theme is right there. Steve Bullock says it was worth the wait. I see all you, Ann and Allison and um, Kimberly Park World, Terry. Really loving the logo. That's amazing. And uh, let's see. This is Jungle Cruise. And I'll show one more after this, and then we'll get into the show. We've got about five different Jungle Cruises. This one is really cool because everything else around it is solid. But mm-hmm. you've got the letters that are kind of open up. So, yeah, it's kind of a reverse yeah, of what you would normally see. That's really different. Yes, yes. And here's Halloween. I just told Tammy, this is the work in progress. We're going to do a Halloween t-shirt. And trust me when I say this, we can't get rich off merch. But I love to have the merch out there so that people, if they want it, they can wear it. I just love, not that we've seen many, but I love seeing our shirts in the parks. Sarah Hanthorn is one that always gets different ones for the trip. Now you have more, Sarah, if you listen to the podcast. And so I want to take this Halloween logo and I want to put something, I want to pull something from maybe the lyrics of Booty You. And maybe oh. we put something like... It's really not that scary as a quote. And here is what it looks like. He really outdid himself on all of these things, but this one he really outdid himself on. Yeah, amazing job. Isn't that amazing? The pumpkin is part of the D and it's carved open a little bit and there's another pumpkin inside. I mean, it's sick. (laughs) It's pretty sick. Yeah, the eye is carved into the pumpkin. I mean, there's a there. He really did a good job. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I can't get the smile off my face still. So, lots of fun merch coming. I hope y'all grab something. Like I said, we don't get rich off this stuff, but I would it would we'd love to see that support for this brand new merch coming out. I'll see what I can slap that on shirts, t-shirts, mugs, mugs, hats, <laughs> whatever. So, goofy guy says who did this? This is Lucas who is the son of Alyssa and Neil. Yeah. Corey, you need to carve the real-life LID pumpkin now. Right? (laughs) Right? Steve Bullock says, excellent work. Ann says, wow, can't wait for the shirt. I think that shirt could do pretty well. I I said to Tammy, when we reveal that shirt on the store and I announce it on a live stream, we might sell three or four of those (laughs) in one shot. (laughs) So, yeah. Talked about some other good things. So that is amazing. I can't, we'll start probably after this live stream. If you refresh the channel after a little bit, you'll see we don't have a new banner yet. I might put a temporary banner with the logo though. Mm. And you'll see the, you'll see the little button there for the logo too. And, um, you know, we could literally do something like this live on the uh, podcast live stream. And we could take the current logo in the top right-hand corner and we could simply put it up there. Mm -hmm. See if it goes up. There it is. We'll tighten that up. We'll make the background better, but we're going to enjoy that right there. It's the logo reveal, right? That's really good. So, Yeah. Window decal for your vehicle, says Steve Bullock. Yes. Ooh, great idea. So just keep keeping the podcast moving now. 
Um, so I wasn't sure how we wanted to reveal this. I didn't know if we wanted to reveal it all at once with the merch and everything. Boom, boom, boom. But Jacob said, do, do it however you want. I'm like, I've yeah. got to get this logo yeah. out there at least. Matching shirts this evening says Jill. So if anyone's new here, Lawrence and I wear um, Hawaiian shirts on every show. I have to say that Lawrence had it first and I was like, ooh, I got to go matchy matchy. So I don't even know if he approves of this. I just did it. So forgive me if you didn't approve. Nope, us all good. We just said last week that there's going to be a week where we may end up with the, wearing the same shirt. We didn't think it would be the next week, but here it is. Yeah, Frank F says, matching is the only way to go. Corey, you... <laughs> How are you, Corey? You rock, man, says Brent. Thank you, Brent. I'm doing great. Let me think. Next subject off the top. Um, so I can't say the product yet, but we have our first affiliation with a company. And um, we're going to start testing the product. And if we like it, we'll agree to um, move forward and be an affiliate partner with this company. So it's something we'll test in the parks. Okay. And okay. I'll tell you about it later. And as soon as we can announce it, we'll announce it. So we agreed. We agreed in principle for the products to come out. And, and, and the thing is to note is it's not these stupid Instagram ones that I get all the time, you know, for sunglasses and this and that. It's yeah. none of that. This yeah. is very, very personal by personal by a, I believe a mom and pop company who personally, when I left the lot, when I left the park last night, the email had been sent while we were live and he personally wrote me this long email and just started it out with just saying, I am such a huge fan of your channel and um, would love to give you the opportunity to be a partner with us. So I know oh, that it wasn't awesome. just this generic thing. Yeah. So that's great. Um, one thing I, I'll, and the last thing I'll say is this was like all at once in the last less, less than 24 hours. Um, I don't even know if I say the word right, but, but Zion, Zion, the oh yeah, oh yeah, the company that makes the gimbals, the white gimbal, um, <laughs> the gimbals I've used for years. I built this channel on on that company, and now we switched over to a different company. But they reached out and they want us to be a test, um, a tester for them for equipment. So we're in the process of working out those details so that we can start testing out equipment for them. So why not? Will it be you white? Know? Oh, I'm hoping a new and improved. <laughs> I'm hoping I can help them make the white gimbal better. Yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah, go. It's got the ladies down. The ladies are attracted to the white gimbal easily. I like that feature. That's what I'm going to read. When I review it, I'm going to say, guys, maybe it works for girls too. I don't know. <laughs> uh, David SC said, had to stop cutting the grass to switch to video to see the new logo. Was it worth shutting off the lawnmower, David? Uh, Lawrence was the uh, shirt you was waiting for today. Oh, is this the shirt you were waiting for today? Not this one. No. No, I had this one for a while. Just haven't so worn it. It, Yeah, so this feels very contemporary to me, and uh, we're featuring the contemporary tonight. So we thought this would be good to wear this tonight. This is part of the 50th uh, celebration. And yep. uh, I liked yep. this pattern. This was a really great pattern. So don't let us forget, we want to reveal our shirts, our Disney shirts under our Disney Hawaiian shirts. Tonight, I am, just before we get into our coaster presentation, uh, 
tonight. I, I went all contemporary. Look at this contemporary oh, mug. Look at me. So this has the handle is the monorail, monorail red. And look at just all the work. This was part of the 50th as well. This is a great contemporary mug. That's the a shape great is, what'd you call that shape? It's kind of triangle, but cylindrical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as Mickey and Minnie, like, and Mickey and Minnie look like they're from the 50s. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a right. really good mug. Yeah. This is, this is an amazed is mug right there. And I am wearing, are you ready for this? I'm going to take it off just to show you all. Can you say matchy matchy to your shirt? Look at that. That's awesome. It's it's the Dooney and Burke 50th anniversary. I like the ones that came with the the slide, the 50th sliders. Yeah. The 50th slider it's gold. And uh, yeah, I just, and this is, this is all last minute, right? (laughs) We had like two minutes to go live. I'm like, what are you wearing? Hold on. I'll be right back. And then I ran to my room where I have all my, my magic bands displayed, pulled this one right out of the Dooney box. Very and, nice. And grabbed. I just, I pulled out a bunch of mugs. <laughs> I ran by Tammy. I'm like, I got to pull out the contemporary mug. So here we are. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking out of the mug. Chip. Chip. Hello, Hello Chip. Chip. Nice to meet you, Chip. Okay. It is time for our first feature. It is, it was roller coaster day, national roller coaster day yesterday. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was so, looking at some some, some uh, video leading up to this. I was looking at some video from um, outside of Disney uh, at some other uh, roller coasters, wooden roller coasters. What's your favorite type of roller coaster? Do you like the steel coaster? Or you're a fan of the wooden roller coasters? Okay. So this is a great question, and I didn't even know you were going to ask that. So I like we I like when we surprise each other. That's good. <laughs> So I have to say, I probably do have a fear of the wooden roller coasters. They just don't feel safe to me. Okay. You know, the the odds of the big, strong metal steel beams of the roller of those types of roller coasters, I I never fear any of that. But I mean, there's been some roller coasters that have that have, have broken. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, I have to say that um, I may have never been on a wooden roller coaster in my life. Oh. So one of my favorites, um, you mean like style? Yeah. Uh, You know, going upside down is not a priority for me. But if it does, cool. Um, So, but I would probably say coasters that do, as that have as many different, characteristics to themselves as possible when i look at a roller coaster i like to look at what it does you know so slinky dog um if if people watch on the live streams which i know um all of you do when i go over the uh four bumps or whatever at the end you know i'm like ah, (laughs) you know just because you're going up and down that's something i've never ridden on any roller coaster ever so that's unique okay you know um so that's a unique piece. The part when you stop and you relaunch, I feel like yeah. that is something that's pretty new. It's unique to me. Uh, one of the things I told you about when we were at Universal with Velocicoaster. I mean, when you're on it in any roller coaster you've ever been on that does a barrel roll, it'll come all the way around. Right. So especially if this is your first time on Velocicoaster, it 
there's points where it starts to go that way and then it says nah and then it goes again and it says nah and brings yeah, it back was, again. That was one of my oh, favorite parts cool. about Velocicoaster was that that it, it just psychs you out. You think you're about to roll. Nope. Flip you back over. Yeah. Yeah. So that one has a ton of, you know, in the inverted drop, um, you know, uh, that's a big drop. I'm fine with that. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. I'm fine if they don't have big drops like that either, but um, but I embrace everything about Velocicoaster. It's scary in many ways, but it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are your favorites? Um, I was always a fan of wooden roller coasters. There was a park where um, I used to live uh, in New York, was in uh, Far Rockaway, which is a long municipal beach, and there was a park called Playland there, and they had a wooden roller coaster called the Atom Smasher. Um, so that was probably my first wooden or roller coaster total that I've done. Um, and I was never a fan of loops until probably about 2004. Uh, I went to Six Flags America with a friend and I just decided I was going to be brave and started doing ones with the uh, loops. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's um, now I can, I can, for the most part, brave those uh i didn't brave velocicoaster until our trip uh when was that in may um and now i love velocicoaster so (laughs) i'm glad you do i'm glad you do i was on it the uh couple weeks back and uh i went on with a, a pretty young girl i don't know maybe she was 15 16 and she screamed bloody murder and (laughs) It had it had to register with me, you know. I'm yeah. like, okay, is she enjoying this, but screaming. And I looked over, and she had the look of death. Oh, so immediately I felt badly for her, but then I started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> then I felt badly, then I started laughing. <laughs> I um, had that. Then, I had that experience one time. Uh, well, that same day at, at Six Flags America, um, I'm doing all these loops, and I'm taking it okay and then we did a pirate ship but the pirate ship not only swung but it also rotated in what felt like two different directions like it it was swinging and then it uh rolled it was crazy and this little kid was sitting next to me he looks over he goes mister are you okay (laughs) i was like yeah i think i'm all right don't worry (laughs) i I can only imagine what my face looked like (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, cool. Any other questions? No, no, we're 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 ready to, to right, jump into well, it. Let's let's do this. I, I ranked I don't know if I ranked them when I when I looked it up. I put it together. We'll say I put it together. Um the coasters from we'll we'll go backwards. We'll go from the slowest coaster to the fastest coaster. All right. And I was going to just go with the Disney coasters, but I decided to include the Universal coasters as well. Oh, you threw me for a loop. Now I have to re-rank mine. All right. All right. I'm good. Okay. Oh, you ranked yours, right? You ranked them? Yeah. Okay. Right. Um. Well, I mean, yeah, we can do that. We can rank them like, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like those, some of those, some of those universal coasters could, could just really blow away a lot of the other Disney coasters just because of the intensity. Let's just rank this. Keep, keep the Disney ones ranked. Okay. All right. 
and then we can rank our universal ones separately. Okay. So the slowest coaster of all the coasters between WDW and Universal Islands of Adventure is Space Mountain. Space Mountain at 27 miles per hour. How about that? I suppose I can kind of see that. I mean, you can't see it when you're on it. Um, I would say it doesn't fe- it doesn't feel like a super fast coaster. So No, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. James says the best state for roller coasters is California. I think Ohio might argue that with you, but sure. So number two, at 34 miles per hour, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is that number goes two. goes 34? goes 34. Wow. I, I feel like it goes faster than 34. Not crazy fast. Or are you surprised? Yeah, 34 seems like a lot. Yeah, huh. 34. Okay. 34, probably at the very end, you know, after, when the drop happens, Oh, you know, yeah. but it kind of has a, if people haven't noticed, like from the live stream, it kind of has a quick takeoff, right? You're yeah. in, you're in, you're in the mine and you're out of the mine before you know it. That's true. Before you go visit the dwarves, you know? Yeah. So n- number eight, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad at 36 miles an hour. It's two miles an hour faster than seven dwarves mine train. At number one, two, three, four, I guess that would be four technically. Twilight Zone Tower of Terror at 39 miles an hour. So it's not a coaster though, but it was listed on my list. So we're talking speed. We'll we'll just put that one in there. It go, it's faster than the coasters I, I mentioned. So you actually drop faster than gravity on that ride. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. I, I, I had heard that, yeah. Yeah, they have mechanics that that pull you. Pull you, yeah. Kathy in chat. Hello, Kathy. Tony Abbott says, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is small and compact in a congested area. Therefore, 34 miles per hour feels faster than it really is. Great point. Yeah. Then The next one in line is Slinky Dog Dash at 40 miles an hour. So That's got to be I after like- the second launch i think yeah right? that's faster than the first launch i feel yeah but you do have at the beginning that that turn and that drop but i don't know it doesn't seem if we're thinking that slinky dog is 40 it doesn't seem faster than big thunder mm. and yeah so so the next one is expedition everest at 50 miles an hour that might be 50 miles an hour. No, you know what? I believe that because when you come out of that big drop, I feel like I'm pulling some serious G's going around oh, yeah. some of those corners, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I have to try to keep my mouth closed and it's hard. Got to try to keep my mouth dry because uh, sometimes a little bit of drool kind of like slides <laughs> out the back, the side. And <laughs> people behind me are like wiping their faces. <laughs> like it's raining. No, it's not. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's funny. So Rock and Roller Coaster is next. Can you believe it? Rock and Roller Coaster is next at 57 miles per hour. Wow. That takeoff is something else. But I think it really it's also is. fast. To me, I think it's fast most of the way. Um, whereas like Big Thunder has some speed changes. So obviously, Seven Doors Mine Train does. 
But that one, to me, feels like it, it's moving the whole way. I'll have to keep a close eye on that next time because I feel like you get the launch and then you kind of just cruise and it's easy. Like everybody gets caught up on, if they're fearful of it, they get caught up on the launch. <laughs> but once it launches, there's nothing to that roller coaster, in my yeah. opinion. You've got a couple of upside down loops and then you just kind of cruise along and it's a low coaster. It's not even, you can see the ground. Right. It's, it's not even that high off the ground. So 57, I will share a factual story with everybody. So I had this wonderful time for like a month of where I had a patient who was a former cast member. I've had cast members before for physical therapy and he helped build a lot of these rides and he built rock and roller coaster. And when they first were testing, they were testing that thing at like 99 miles an hour for the launch. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cast wow. members were throwing up. They were throwing up all over the place <laughs> and they started to dial down the speed, you know, um, until they got it to something that was doable and bearable. And he was part of that testing and he had injuries to this day that he incurred on that ride because of Oof. the testing. Um, if I want to backtrack, when I, if I'm thinking about him, he had a story on uh, Tower of Terror where they had an issue and the only way they could figure out what was wrong to fix it was to have somebody strap themselves to the bottom side of the entire, what would you, what would you call the whole casing, the whole elevator itself you know, under the floor, strapped to the bottom, and he had to ride it to analyze what was wrong. And he did it, and they fixed it. Who signed up for that job? <laughs> I know, right? I know. I know. It's wow. crazy. Yeah, he shared. I couldn't wait for him to come in, you know, week after week for new stories, you know? Yeah. I always picked his brain for things. So that's a couple. I'll have another one when we get to Test Track because we're coming up on Test Track. So just to summarize, we have Space Mountain at 27 miles per hour, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at 34, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad at 36, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror at 39, Slinky Dog Dash at 40, Expedition Everest at 50, Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith with 57 miles per hour. Keep that good stuff coming in chat, Tony Abbott. I see you throwing down all that fun coaster stuff. Way to get into the spirit, my friend. <laughs> Next up, Tron light cycle at 60 miles per hour. It is Tron. Uh, if I want to interject with uh, Universal Studios, Hagrid's check would check in tied with Expedition Everest at in the midway point at 50 miles per hour. That to me, that feels like it goes faster than, than 50. I would say that because it has what it has that moment where it goes into a second speed. Yes. Yeah. I thought that, that was as fast as Velocicoaster. Yes. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So a little bit surprising. So Tron light cycle is 60 miles per hour. And the number two fastest is Guardians of the Galaxy at 60. I wouldn't have guessed that. I don't feel like that's a fast coaster at all. Maybe you're deceived because the cars swivel. I would never guess that that is 60 miles per hour. Maybe when you go backwards is the top speed. 
maybe backwards. I also know when you go around the moon and you get almost to the bottom, it starts to kick into another gear. Um, I love that. I love that part. It just, it's all of a sudden you're just cruising, you're looking at the moon and then you hit that speed. Um, yes, you do. It's like the loop around the moon. Boom. The yeah. boost, you know? Yeah. I think there's one other part that, uh, I, I'm forgetting where it is, but I think there's another part where it starts to, to, you can feel some of that speed too. Yeah. Need to ride it again. I know. Let's just go ride it again. <laughs> when we, you know, it's funny. I always talk about our life schedules are so busy all the time, but we get gig offers from Disney all the time. Almost every week I'm saying no to something. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes we'll get things like that. Like um, here's a job for, I don't know, $175. They always have to put 12 hours. So they know they have you for 12, but you almost never work 12. Okay. And it could be, must be willing to ride Guardians of the Galaxy multiple times the entire time. <laughs> Twist my Sign arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just got a DVC one that I had to say no to. Um, it was some kind of DVC promotion, video promotion. But um, yeah, we have to say no to a lot of things mm. just because of school and work and things like that. Uh, and number one. I wouldn't think of this as a coaster, but I guess you can kind of put it in that category where we can at least say the fastest ride in all of Walt Disney World is still Test Track at 65 wow. miles per hour. Uh, yeah, the technically 64.9, exactly. 64.9 <laughs> is what it is. And if you work in the Incredible Hulk coaster and Jurassic um, World uh, Velocicoaster, you would put the the uh, Incredible Hulk would actually be faster than any coaster at Disney at 67. 67. 67. So that's two miles an hour faster than Test Track. Jurassic uh, World Velocicoaster is 70. So that would be the fastest coaster out of the two parks. So... Um... All right, so some of them are indoors and some are outdoors. What's your favorite indoor coaster? Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Sorry it took so long to respond. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's hands down. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's so unique. It's so unique. Um, young Hannah, that has been popping in in chat recently again, she goes way back a few years with us on the channel. Don't even know how young she is, but she messaged me on Instagram this week while she was at Disney. She comes down once or twice a year and she had yet to ride Guardians and she'd mm -hmm. seen it on stream, I'm sure. And then she just wrote back, OMG, about this ride. I'm like, yeah, you just don't even know what it's like. We can't even portray what it is like for people watching at home as to how unique and wonderful that coaster is. Jillian and I talk about it. It's like, this is the best way I can come up with it. It's like floating in space. And then a comet comes by and hits you in the butt. And you're just riding that, that comet yep. through the Milky Way. A hundred percent. You know, it just feels that free. So. The, the first yeah. time we rode it, uh, we got Everybody Wants to Rule the World, which doesn't make the ride feel fast. But it does help give to to me. It helps give you that feeling of floating through space. 
So that was always the first thing that I thought about. Um, and then as we got other other songs, uh, then it started to feel even faster to me. Mm. But it's definitely yeah. my my favorite indoor coaster for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, give us your ranking of the coasters. So of the top 10, did you also include the test track in Twilight Zone? In that list? Uh, or did you just do they did not coaster? make my top five. I did five. Okay, did you good. five. Yeah, we'll do five. Okay. Give me your top five. So Goofy's Barnstormer, you didn't you didn't call that one out there. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I don't have it for speed. I actually don't. Or, uh, so shame on me. or the hippogriff. <laughs> oh gosh, right. Right, right, right. They they didn't they didn't make the top speed ones. Yeah, they didn't make the top speeds. We kept them out. So I'm going to say number five for me is Seven Doors Mine Train. Um, a lot of people think it's short. I think it's nice because you have, uh, you know, you're in the cave, you're out of the cave. It's got some elements of a classic Disney dark ride to it. Um, and the cars swing back and forth, which is which is kind of cool. Um, and then I also like that that was that was the first um, ride where uh, that I experienced that they did the video. Um, instead of just the photo pass picture, this yes, one has the video. Yeah. So yes, uh, for me, that that was that was number five. What about you? For me, I'm going to go right with you with Seven Dwarfs Mine Train being number five. I feel like it it settles in nicely at number five because uh, the theming the theming is is great. I mean, the mm -hmm. theming is simple. I mean, you, the queue is a cave. It's not that hard to do. Um, if we're, you know, evaluating the whole thing. Um, but I love it. I love it. But you know what? You know what? We're not really evaluating the cues, but maybe we can do a segment um, sometime where we talk about the yeah. cues. So yeah, I'll just quickly mention, it's really great with the barrels. If everybody spins all the barrels, you get the projections on the ceiling. You yeah. get Snow White to appear. But if we're just sticking with the coaster, um, has a nice quick takeoff. The uniqueness is the cars do sway back and forth. Tammy mm -hmm. and Jill just love to get that car swinging as much as they can. Yeah, I can't participate much because I always have a stream in my hand. <laughs> so I can't really participate in that part of it. Uh, I love stopping in the mine and seeing the animatronics and, yeah. and the diamonds. And, you know, believe it or not, one of the favorite things of mine, too, is just when you stop at the end and you spend a, a moment watching them dance with Snow White inside. Right. So um, I guess with all that said, it's still number five for me. It feels, it, I don't know, it feels short. A lot of them are short, but uh, I wish it was longer. But I'm comfortable with Seven Dwarfs Mind Train at number five. What's your number yeah. four? Uh, I have Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, for me, the, the takeoff, the uh i'm good with the inversion um and in fact uh we went uh i can't remember what it was but we went with a um some friends of ours and their daughter had never done rock and roller coaster and we come through the pre-show and she sees the takeoff and she looks at us and she goes i may have made a grave mistake <laughs> <laughs> and she sat next to me um, and when we took off, she squeezed my hand so hard um, because of that takeoff. But I think she did end up enjoying it. But uh, but yeah, that would that would be my my uh, number four.
always nice when someone anticipates being scared and then they come off the ride loving it. Yeah. yeah. So my number four is something that had to grow on me. The first time I did it, I was preoccupied with the stream not being perfect on it. I carried yeah. that with me for a long time until yeah. last week. No, yeah, last week. And I finally streamed it perfectly. So I've got it figured out. And that's Tron. I felt in the beginning that the track wasn't that unique, but the sure. ride vehicles are very unique. Um, the queue is beautiful in blue. Yeah. They did a great job with it. Uh, it's really, really simple to get in to. And um, I feel comfortable in it. I would say, and this is for those, and those in chat know who I'm talking about, if you feel uncomfortable in closed spaces, I feel like it's much more difficult if you compare the ride vehicle to Flight of Passage. Yeah, I feel like that one restricts you more as opposed to getting in Tron. It's a very soft touch to your back, I feel Correct. like, with the yeah. other one. I don't think it's, it's pushing on you. And um, so I described the Tron track as being very basic besides when you launched and you get that long loop around. That's that's the most fun of the whole ride, I feel like. And it's only 45 seconds, but it's very pretty and it's growing on me more and more. So I'm going to leave it at number four. Um, so number three for me would be Tron. Um, I do like the... Excuse me, the theming. Uh, in fact, the night before we wrote it during the, the preview, um, I had watched Tron Legacy. So it was fresh in my mind, which was great. Um, the launch, I I just love, uh, you know, even when the, when the announcement's counting down three, two, yes. one, you're gone. Um, the front is definitely where it's at. So I'm glad um, on July 5th that you did the front. Um, and I, I was pushing for you to, to do that ride because I knew if you got to experience it again, it would be different. So I was, I was really happy that, uh, that you did it. So yeah, for me, it'd be, it'd be number three. You told me that getting off the ride and um, I was really thankful for that, that you had that in mind and I'm glad it met your expectations. Lawrence made sure that I got on that ride and uh, also that I wasn't streaming the ride either. Yeah. So I got to soak in, soak it all in. So, but you know, now that I've done it, it it's, it's, it, I guess it's one of the more enjoyable rides to stream because this, this simple well, fact, I can, I can get my hands on the vehicle compared to like small world. People might be like, what? Small world. I have so many visuals that I have to display while we're on that ride. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at the camera. I'm looking at the item. I'm looking at the camera. I'm looking at the item. Tron is go and it's on my chest. I'm not even having to hold it and having to point it. So right. I can kind of get the full enjoyment of the, of the ride while everyone else is having the same experience. Mm -hmm. So I like that too. Um, Mrs. J says, Corey, the first time you streamed Tron, you captured the excitement of it, in my opinion. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. We lagged like in, in like, was it the outside? The but outside. Was yeah. It was weird. It was weird. But I'm so glad we got it down now. Um, so 
Let's move to number three. My number three is Slinky Dog. Hang on. <laughs> it's, the theming is so cute. It's it it's that's unbelievable. It's theming that only Disney could do. Yeah. Um, you know, you're in Andy's backyard and all the things to look at. Disney did skimp on a lot of things. There's a lot of things that they did not incorporate with the theming of that ride. And, you know, you can look up, you can Google, you know, um, concept art for Slinky Dog and you can see all the things. You can pick them all out that are not there. Yeah. Like, um, you know, they're supposed to be, um, oh, what's his name? Ham, whatever, the uh, the pig. Yep. He's supposed to have a section and there's other sections there that aren't there. And if you wait in the queue before you're about to board the ride, Andy has that crayon drawing of the Slinky Dog ride. Right. And you can pick out all the things that are not on that ride. They're on the board, which is pretty cool. But Sorry. um, but like I said, it, it, it's unique. The ride vehicle is super cute. It, I do like the drop. It circles around and you feel like you're in the middle of Toy Story Land and everybody's looking up, looking at you, you know, yeah. as you're coming down. And he zips by and you're going through all these toys, these toy areas. And then you stop and it's supposed to be the effect of the slinky getting smaller, getting ready to launch, you know, and the fire rolls and here we go. And you go. And I just always, again, I'm laughing at people that get scared. <laughs> um, I laugh every time because when we get launched, Timmy, Timmy hates that part, you know, where you get launched up the hill. And right. I just start laughing and going, this is Timmy's favorite part. <laughs> and then I do this all the time, too. Because it reminds me of an action movie when action's going fast and then it slows down for a yes. second. That's the explanation of why. And you get a great look at Galaxy's Edge. So that's why when we go up there, I go, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. You know, show it and then whoosh, we're back down, you know. So that's that's the, if anybody has, if you all recall that in chat, you know, that's why I do that. And then you get into the, uh, the inchworm. Yep, the, the inchworm. That's what I call yeah. it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then you dive down and you finish with, you got a friend in me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's great. So that's my number three, Slinky Dog. Yeah. Um, so my number two is Slinky Dog. Um, uh, and funny enough, Finley, you know, we always see it. It's Toy Story. It's colorful. It's bright. The theming's great. And, um, so she would watch it. And then finally, when she was tall enough to do it, she wanted to do it. And she got off and was just never wanted to do it again. And then finally, she was like, well, maybe I'll do it when I'm older. We're like, OK, that's fine. And she did it again uh, recently. Uh, and <laughs> when she got off, she cried, but not because she was afraid of the ride, but because she wanted to do it two more times. And I think at that point, wow. the wait was like 90 minutes or something. So, wow. um, so it, it's, it's one of her favorites now, which is, which is good. That's amazing. My number two is Expedition Everest. Love that ride. Again, the theming is incredible to walk through there and just whether it's real or not, I'm sure some of it is real, just to see the equipment that it would take to climb Everest yeah. They have imprints of the Yeti's, you know, footprints and things like that. It's great, 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 great theming. 
And to be able to go up and the visuals you have when you're going up, you can look to your left, your right, especially when you look to your left. You yeah. see all of Walt Disney World. You can see the you can see Space Mountain. You can see Tower of Terror. Um, I'm just trying to recall. I'm sure we can see Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And uh, so there's so much to see. And then when you come up, you know, all of a sudden, you have no idea of your height anymore for a moment because now you're within the depths of the mountain. Right. And to, to design something where it looks like the track is all torn up, you know, and to create yeah, pretty cool. to, what to quote the legendary Stacy, and this is what I'm talking about here. But so into this conversation, I didn't show some photos, but we're going to show them before we wrap this up. Um, right there, you come right up, and if you get to sit in the front row, you overlook the very same things I said that you can see. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you look closely, there's a lot of hair ties there. So the thing is, if you have a hair tie, it's a rite of passage to throw your hair tie. Yes. Onto the mountain. I was wondering if you were going to mention that. I was going to mention it if you didn't. That's funny. (laughs) Oh, good. Great minds think alike. Yeah. So, so there's that. Yeah. I'm guessing we know what our number one is uh, for both of us. Well, yes, it's Guardians, right? Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy. We talked about it before. It's just such a unique ride. Um, you know, I don't know if there's any other roller coaster out there in the world that that does what it does with the turning and everything. Yeah. The, the cues are amazing, but we can save that for Q talk. We'll have to do a Q talk, rank yeah. our favorite cues. But you know, the screens, the music that comes up to enjoy. It's funny because yeah. there's conversation yeah. going on during the ride. Yep. And so that is my number one as well. See that we agreed on that. We did a poll, you know. I, oh, I saw it. Yes. So it was, what type of coaster do you prefer? None, wooden, or steel? And of course, steel at 61% wins out. The wooden coaster was 22%, and at 19%, none. So none is it's probably lower than I expected. So that's pretty good, I guess. Yeah. You know? and, and there is a hybrid. Um, someone mentioned it in chat earlier. There is a hybrid. Uh, and that was one of the videos I was watching last week is some of these older wooden roller coasters. Um, you know, what what affects it really is the track and the the, the track on the wood um, really destroys a lot of that. So there's some companies that are going in and, and um, retrofitting them with steel tracks. Um, and so you might have a wooden roller coaster that actually can do loops because it's got a steel track now around it. So yeah, pretty. pretty Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That is pretty cool. Um, Like to see an episode on the best water rides at the parks, which one gets the wettest and which is the fastest. Okay. I like that. If we can pull up enough research for that. I like that. I like that a lot. So just to close out this here, just for the, the ones that are watching, that's test track. That's just a sample of what it looks like there. And of course, our number one, Guardians, right there. And Tron, always beautiful to look at, um, especially at night. And Rock and Roller Coaster with the legendary Aerosmith guitar. Mm-hmm. Sleepy Dog with the incredible toy theming and ride vehicle. We did include 
for speed purposes, we did include Tower of Terror. And then, of course, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So we did not choose. Wait, you chose Rock and Roller Coaster, though. So I which did. one was in which one was in my not in my top five, and which was not in yours? I did so not choose Rock and Roller Coaster. It did not Rock and Roller Coaster, it. and you chose Everest. Okay. Other than that, our our top uh, our top five was the same, except for those. Interesting. And there's Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And we have the inside of Space Mountain. And we have a few more. We also have, let's see. Oh, there's Barnstormer. Yeah. There it is. It's so tight and small. That is truly very close to an only kid's ride. And I yeah. thought this would be a great photo for Velocicoaster. The hang time when you're upside down is crazy. It's absolutely. I, I think that, when you, I think that almost stopped over, me from from doing it. I was like, "Oh, that's a lot of time," but I was like, "No, let's just go for it." It's literally a lot of hang time, and what I usually do when I'm going over the the crowd of the walkway there, I yell "Living in Diz." <laughs> I gotta represent. Got to represent, and then of course, Hulk. Now, I don't care if I ever go on Hulk again, and that's kind of what Jacob and I said to each other once Hagrid's and Velocicoaster opened. We're mm. like, the reason why, it's a little bit stressful on my neck, that ride. That ride okay. is mainly made up of corkscrews. There's oh, a yeah. lot of corkscrew type of upside-down stuff, which I don't mind, but and they're in tight spaces. And I just I get off there, and I just feel a little disoriented, and I just feel like I got to work on my neck for a little bit after I get off it. So it's just not worth it for me. And uh, I probably won't ever do it again, but I wouldn't rule it out either. That, for me, course, that, I've never done that one. But uh, for me, that would be the the issue is, you know, it, a lot of corkscrews and, and inversions. It's going to bother my neck a lot more than I would want to. Yeah. Why well, invite that in? And there is Hagrid's. So... Mm -hmm. Can you believe, right. well, I, we did an intro. We talked for a little bit of the intro. It's 54 <laughs> minutes into this, baby. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. 54 um, minutes in. Wow. Um, you know what? I might make an executive call on this and say, a little less work for you to have to do next week. Okay. Should we, should we hold off on the contemporary? We we can. I'm I'm good if you're good. Yeah. Because I have a I have a little bit more of roller coaster fun to talk about. Oh, let yeah, let's do that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So we can go over a little bit of history here. So Space Mountain was the first major thrill ride to open at Walt Disney World in 1975. It was created in response to the growing popularity of the parks among teens and young adults and its success led to the creation of four more versions of the ride at other Disney parks. When I went to the seminar with Tony Baxter, mm -hmm. he talked about space mountain and space mountain affected big thunder mountain. If I get it right for Disney world, they I gotta get this right. They ended up building Space Mountain because 
of the growing popularity of the space program at the time. Okay, and they, they needed brilliant. something to get people into the parks. So that was their way of getting people into Disney World was people are coming on vacation already to go to the Space Coast. Let's build a space ride. Yeah. That's the origin of Space Mountain. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That does sound familiar. I don't I I may re- be remembering it from that uh from that stream. Yeah. So if I if I'm correct in remembering this, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad in Disneyland ended up getting built first. Mm. And they held off on Space Mountain there so they could do Space Mountain here, which delayed Big Thunder Mountain Rail Big Thunder Mountain here. Here. It's something like that. Yeah. Thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so and speaking of Big Thunder Mountain, it was originally conceived as part of a larger Western Pavilion expansion in 1973 but was delayed due to the cost of the opening of Pirates of the Caribbean and resources needed for Space Mountain. Look at that. I didn't even read that prior to this. <laughs> Boy knows his stuff. I know a little bit. Well, I heard it from the the mouth of the horse's yeah. mouth. Yeah. Creator. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah. Oh, I just got a confirmation from Zion. So I'll have to read that later. Oh. Exciting times at Living in Diz. Rock and Roller Coaster opened in 1999 and was the, let's see, and it was at Disney's MGM Studios at the time. The coaster features a launch that takes riders from zero to 57 miles per hour in fewer than three seconds and plays Aerosmith songs. It travels over 3,400 feet. Expedition Everest is a high-speed train adventure through the Himalayan mountains that opened in 2006. It features an 80-foot drop and reaches speeds of up to 50 miles per hour. Barnstormer will give Barnstormer a little bit more love. It is a junior coaster located in Fantasyland that is perfect for younger guests or those who are new to roller coasters. It features mild drops, twists, and turns, and is a great entry-level ride. You know what I love about that ride is the simulated crashing through the billboard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? It's Very the cool. imprint of, of Goofy. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is a family-friendly coaster that opened in 2014. It features a pivoting coaster car design that allows the cars to swing side to side. Tammy and I remember going on vacation prior to the kids, I think to Disney world. And we, that's when fantasy land was um, under construction. Mm. So we saw half of the track when we got there for, for um, seven doors, mine train. That was kind of neat to see something like that being built outside like that. Slinky dog dash is a family friendly coaster located in toy story lands built in 2018. Uh, And Tron, the newest coaster, in the Disney lineup, um, launched on April 4th. Now, we're going to go into, before we wrap it up, the history of coasters. You didn't know I was going to do that, did you? No. I don't know if I sent I... you that. So the history of the roller coaster is quite fascinating. Roller coasters have their origins in ice slides that were constructed in the 18th century Russia. These early rides featured sleds or wheeled carts 
that were sent down hills of snow reinforced by wooden supports. The technology evolved in the 19th century to feature railroad tracks using wheeled cars that were securely locked to the track. Whoever would have thought wow. that, right? Wow. The world's oldest roller coaster descended from the Russian mountains where the hills of ice built, the hills, the hills were ice built in the 17th century for the purpose of sliding. Located in the gardens of palaces around the Russian capital, St. Petersburg, many other languages also reference Russian mountains when referring to roller coasters such as mm, Spanish, Italian, French. I don't know what that is. So Catherine the Great of Russia constructed a summer version of the ride in 1784, which relied on wheeled carts instead of sleds that rode along grooved tracks. The technology continued to evolve with newer innovations emerging in the early 20th century with side friction and under friction technologies to allow for greater speeds and sharper turns. How about that? Very cool. Yeah. The fastest coaster in the world at the time of printing this is the Formula Rossa, R-O-S-S-A. It's located in at Ferrari World in Abu Dhabi. Mm. And let's see how fast it goes. I think it opened in 2010. And it's ready for this. It's a maximum speed of 240 miles an hour. <laughs> 240 miles per hour. And our fastest roller coaster that we I'm talked sorry. about was... I, I, have to, I, I stand corrected. It was worth the laugh. But they actually put that in kilometers. Oh. 100, 149 miles per hour. <laughs> a, a mere 149. <laughs> That's still twice the speed of Orlando roller coasters. The fastest oh Orlando goodness. roller coaster. 149 miles per hour. Riders can experience the feeling of being in a Ferrari <laughs> with this ride. Can you imagine? I would, oh. ah, God, I would ride it though. I do crazy things on vacations. Yeah. Something gets into me. Yeah. Wow. So uh, let's see. According to some sources, Taco Bisha is considered the scariest roller coaster in the world. Taco Bisha is a Eurofighter steel roller coaster located in the Fuji Q Highland theme park in. Is it Fuji Yoshida? Mm. Um, it's in Japan. And it's known for its 121 degree free fall angle and travels around 62 miles per hour. The ride takes the riders through seven major twists before starting the drop of 47 feet at 120 degree free fall angle. You've got to feel like you're coming out of that thing. <laughs> you know, I don't know what angle Velocicoaster drops at, yeah. but... Yeah. <laughs> wow. Kind of crazy. Let's talk about the oldest roller coaster. The oldest roller coaster in the world is Leap the Dips. It's at Lakemont Park near Altoona, Pennsylvania. It was built in 1902. And it is a wooden roller coaster of it has the side friction type and is believed to be the last surviving side friction roller coaster. Um, of its kind. Yeah. 
there was a fund uh, raising campaign to try to restore it and refurbish it in 1997. And it ended with a grand reopening in 1999. So if you're in Pennsylvania, Altoona, go visit that and say that you were able to ride the oldest coaster in the world or running roller coaster in the world, I guess. Right. I have a correction um, on my first roller coaster. Okay. Um, so hot off the presses. Uh, I was corrected. My first roller coaster ride was actually in 1976. My mom oh. went to Coney Island in New York and oh. was still pregnant with me. <laughs> so, so that was my first roller coaster ride. <laughs> ah, Tony Abbott says the second fastest is according to his 14 year old son is in New Jersey. Uh, mm. Let's see. Wrapping this up here. We're almost at the end here. Another safety mechanism. Oh, if we're like talking about how they're constructed, we, you know, sometimes you want to know how this stuff works. Roller coaster cars are secured to the track using a variety of safety mechanisms. One of the most important is the wheeled assembly. Coaster train wheel assemblies have three sets of wheels, one on top, one on the side to maintain the smooth movement down the track and one on the underside of the track called under friction wheels. These under friction wheels pin the train to the track and preventing derailment during the ride's violent motion. Another safety mechanism is the restraint system. Once you've made it into the coaster car, you're, it will secure you um, by one of two basic restraint systems. They have lap, the lap bar, of course, and the shoulder harness. Um, I really love the ones that come up in between your legs. And then when the shoulder harness comes down, they kind of meet. Mm. That that will make you, that makes me feel the most secure out of anything that I ride. And uh, lastly, roller coasters also have a block brake system that makes sure trains do not collide with each other on the track. They are controlled by sensors on the track, which give the coaster computer um, called the programmable, programmable logic controller, the PLC, information on where the train is around the track at all times. So there we touched on safety, the fastest, the scariest, um, all kinds of things. I think we did a nice job on coaster talk, right? Everybody blast the chat for in chat uh, for Steve Bullock and Tony dropped a random gift to Stephanie Keel. Congratulations, Stephanie. Enjoy that membership. I know you know how to use it. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> and so let's just jump right into this before we'll wrap it up. I don't think we have too much to touch on. parks this week you know the weeks go by so fast i have to write down notes on this so <laughs> i rode tron we've already talked about tron but um yeah did you say you want to touch on something about that yeah so uh two things for me when you were streaming tron you walking up with jacob and i'm like okay and i thought kathy was gonna attempt it um and then she said no and i said well it's just gonna be the two of them and then all of a sudden tammy says no i'm i'm riding what <laughs> blew me away i was so excited at that point 
Oh, that was that was great. I was I was so glad. And then um, I was sitting there when when it started because I was with you when you streamed it the first time, and we lagged outside, which seems crazy to me. I was sitting on my couch. And I'm like, come on, come on, hold it, hold the stream, and it held it the whole way. I, it was it was great. It was so good. Woohoo! Yes, yes. I'm so happy. I had I had increased confidence going into that this time because I thought, okay, I used this signal the first time. I'm just going to go with the other signal, which was my original choice the first time we went. And yeah. because I was monitoring it in the queue and watching, it was holding fine. So I'm like, maybe I'll maybe this is the way to go. And it wasn't. But um, I passed uh, my friend Kelly of Myers and the Mouse on our way in, and uh, we have the same equipment. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's like, I stream it fine every time, you know, we compared notes and I'm like, that's exactly what I'm going in with. So it worked. It worked. So nice. I was very happy about that for sure. I can't think of anything else that happened, uh, of mention on Saturdays. It was just a fun, fun time yep. with, uh, with Kathy and we had a good time. And so, uh, uh, let's see this week we hit Epcot. We hit the food and wine festival again and, tried some amazing foods, tried some amazing foods. I'm, I'm really trying to be, um, you know, objective and give honest reviews, but I'm eating a lot of foods this time that are five out of fives. And, you know, I'm telling the truth because what was it? The festival before that's the worst <laughs> festival that I've seen for selections of food. Yeah. It wasn't great. Like we hit the good stuff and then there just wasn't other stuff that I even wanted to try. So um, this festival has been amazing so far. So I probably have was to there say a favorite overall, Tuesday night. Not only was there a favorite, I'd have to go back and check myself or I know how much y'all pay attention in chat. If there's something else I raved about dessert wise right now, the, 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 what was the name of it? The, the the barbecue, the chocolate strip, the the chalk salted chocolate caramel bar oh, that I yeah. had had the right amount of salt on it, the right amount of caramel, and to have a barbecue crust on the bottom of it was unbelievable. My taste buds were doing backflips. It was unbelievable. It was so good. I will, I might, I might say I would get that as much as I'd get the yucca fries. You oh, know, it's yeah. it it was so good. <sighs> that might be the best dessert of any festival I've been to. So I'm high on that one. I am really, really high on it. Yeah, and Gilnack says in chat, you loved that chocolate dessert so much. <laughs> um, yeah, next time I go, I'm gonna get it again. And uh I'm gonna try to have Tammy try it and Jacob, you know. Uh Jill's not a big lover of chocolate, so I wouldn't try that. Mm -hmm. Try that with her. Um, but it was it was so good uh there i also had, i also had the chimchurri taco very good i think i gave it a four or a 4.5 wasn't a five i don't think but um had that we ran over to france i had never eaten at a food booth a france food booth mm -hmm. just never have um i think just at a glance things didn't really hit me right on the menu and ever and what changed me and it was always busy over there but what right. changed me from that was when we went with our friends holly and jeff over to chef de la france a few months ago 
that beef bourguignon over there was so good. Um, I really enjoyed that restaurant and I can see us going back multiple times for sure. Um, so I'm like, I'm going to attack this, this French booth. <laughs> so well, I think I pulled three things from that menu, had the beignet. I've never had a savory beignet. And okay. so we had a three cheese beignet. It was really good. The texture of the cheese on top was hard, um, but not in a bad way. And the inside was the consistency of if you made a thick grilled cheese at home and you just squeezed the bread a little bit and the cheese oozed out. Yeah. And the funny thing about beignets, I think that they hold heat well. I mean, you can order a tray of beignets, I feel like, at Port Orleans, and you can you can be having a conversation. And when you reach for that second beignet or whatever, it's still warm. Still warm. That cheese was warm to hot still. And we'd been talking for a few minutes before I even tried it. So everything in France was really good. I, I'm trying to remember what else I even had. Oh, I had the escargot um, uh, yes. croissant, which was really good, which was really good. We're gonna we're gonna get Neil to have one of those. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. That's what we have to do. So all in all, great food over there. Last night went over to Magic, dealt with some rain, but Gimbrella, my tiny umbrella for all you that don't know that don't watch the live stream, I've got a beautiful tiny umbrella, and I've mastered how to hook that up to just pop it on and take it off. Yeah. Uh, at at will, and multiple times yesterday dealing with the rain, I just popped it off put it back in my pouch on the side. It worked really well. I feel like I managed the rain well by myself because it's always easier when somebody's with me to ma handle the umbrella, sure. you know, while I'm streaming and everything, but I handled it all well. And thanks to go mini, who I don't think is in chat right now, but we thought we were done for the night because extra magic hours had started. And I just want to take a long walk out of magic and in chat, she was like, you know, you can go to country bears. Not only did we do country bears earlier, that's a that's a lid record right there. Country Bear <laughs> in two two times in one stream. That'll yeah. probably that'll never happen again. <laughs> yeah, that's, that but was it was wild. cool to just keep the stream going and just do do it one more time. So, yeah, lots of goodness. Another good week in the parks. Very so, good. yeah, that's it for this week. I think. Want to thank you all in chat. We have to thank our sponsors. And mention our sponsors tonight. We review. I thought we had a really great podcast on all that roller coaster goodness. Yeah, and that, if that you're was, watching, that was fun. yeah, and in the top right hand corner, that's the new logo, everybody. That's LID from here on out. We'll be doing all the branding this week to change it all up. I'll start working on the merch and the stores. We got a great Halloween. Uh, t-shirt that I'm going to design along with that logo. It's going to be great. So let's just hit up our sponsors really quickly here. I don't have, do I have the video to run of that? Yes, I do. Here we go. We'll just run that video quick. If you're looking to move towards the magic with over a decade of people, um, with with uh, over a decade of helping people find the homes of their dreams, Victor Naraki is the perfect realtor of Vision Home Real Estate, LLC. To help you find the home of your dreams, simply go to DisneyAtYourDoorstep.com. That's DisneyAtYourDoorstep.com. And you can also email Victor with any questions 
at celebratingflorida at gmail.com. Victor is your guy. If you're thinking, definitely reach out to Victor. And also, if you're about to start planning your next vacation, book your next vacation with your magical adventures await. Claudia is creating Disney adventures worldwide. She can book anything Disney for you. Uh, Walt Disney World Florida right here in our own backyard where Victor could per, you know, help you purchase the house, all that. But you wouldn't go on vacation there, right? But she could take you to any Disney park worldwide, Disney Cruise Lines, Alani Resort in Hawaii, guided group vacations with Adventures by Disney, and she's also a Universal Studios expert. When you book with her, her services are free, so you don't even have to worry about the extra. And you can reach her Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday and Sunday, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Make your magical planner, Claudia Anderson, today from Your Magical Adventures Await, 956-455-8049. And definitely hit her up on Instagram. She's a great follow, Claudia Anderson, all one word, and let her know that we sent you. And I have to say kudos to Lawrence and family for booking with Claudia last night. Amazed is, can't thank you enough. <laughs> We work really yeah. hard to get her some business and truly, truly, truly any of you in chat um, it's for you and it's for everyone listening. If even if you've come to Disney multiple times in your life, just reach out to Claudia. It really helps Claudia. It helps the channel. Um, you know, she, she puts in effort and, and, and money to advertise with us. We want to give it back to her so that um, we can continue to promote her and it's simple. Even if you have everything planned, call her. I'm sure she'll have something to help you out with that you didn't know. And everybody makes out all around. You get your trip. She gets her her slice of the pie and we get ours too. So And I, and I got to say uh, real quickly. So number one, um, I plan trips to Disney all the time. Uh, she ended up saving me hundreds of dollars. Wow. Hundreds of dollars. Uh, number one. Number two, the emails continue to come. If I was a newbie, that is exactly where I would go because she helps you plan the whole thing. It, it's been great to see the the process. So um, definitely excited and glad that I that I went and used her services. And we have um, I've talked with her, too, before for potential trips that we had been talking about. So I can, I can see her expertise in professionalism when she and I talk about things. She has everything covered, everything. Yeah. She even has everything covered right down to live streaming. When we were talking about wanting to go to Paris, Disneyland Paris, she's like, I just want you to know that by the time you go, they might have outlawed live streaming yeah. and vlogging in Disney in Disneyland Paris. So if you're looking to stream something, you might want to go to Disneyland California instead, just so you know, you know, it, you know, people, I don't know. Those are the things she'll think about that maybe other travel agents won't. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. You're so welcome, Steve. All right. Good night, everyone watching live. If you're watching or listening on the rewatch, thank you so much. Episode 11 coming your way next week. Oh, but before we go, we have to reveal our Disney shirt underneath our Disney shirt. Do I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> Catherine Silverio just dropped the $1.99 super chat. Don't forget to like the podcast, everyone. Share it out to all your friends. And we appreciate all of you. I hope you're really enjoying the live podcast. 
And we reached what? Over 800 views and listens. Sure did. Our goal this week is a thousand. Let's see if we can get there. Mine is unrelated to anything we talked about tonight, and it is Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. Ah, and there you go. Yeah. Mine. I, I feel like I feel like it's a rare shirt. I feel like this was kind of sold and like never made it back to the shelves. Now, because I'm saying that, we're at Hollywood this week, this weekend. You'll see it in seven different places. I will. I will. (laughs) Reveal your shirt, your Disney shirt under your Disney shirt. So mine is related. It says, I do in my spare time, time. roller coasters, watch others ride roller coasters, research roller coasters, (laughs) Uh, talk about roller coasters, think about roller coasters, dream about roller coasters. That's amazing. Did you happen (laughs) to have that shirt or did you get it for the show? Got it for the show about uh, 637. My uh, not the FedEx guy this time, but Amazon showed up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. That is amazing. Elisa says she loves my shirt. Great shirt. Corey says Catherine. Great shirt for Lawrence as well. And uh, yeah, that'll do it for tonight. Solid gold, says um, Anne. Solid gold is our logo. And we have so many different styles of that logo to share with you all. And uh, glad you all loved it. Thank you all for being here. And uh, till next week, you know. We'll see you next week. For my Diz bro and me. We'll see you on the next Diz pod, everyone.